have a bit of a strange glitch story that happened to me a while back. And I seriously cannot make heads or tails of it all if I'm being honest with you. It's one of those glitch stories that could be explained as a false memory, but I don't think it's that. I think it's more along the lines of I shifted timelines, or the timeline shifted me, or something like that. It's just weird, let's put it that way. So this all took place back in about 2016. I live about a state and a half away from my hometown and my parents. Because of this, I don't get to see them too often, and when I do, it's typically a pretty big celebration. In 2016, I decided I would take about a week off of work and drive to my parents' house, so I did. I put in for the vacation time, I got my stuff together, and I took the drive out to their house. They were surprised to see me, and I was surprised to see that my father was walking with crutches. After I got settled in and got into the guest room, I came back out and I asked my dad what had happened. He then goes into telling me that he broke his ankle. Apparently, he was in the garage on the stepladder and was getting all the Christmas decorations down from the in-ceiling shelf, and he had pulled most of them down and was trying to pull down the old family fake Christmas tree, and as he was, the stepladder where the plastic had connected to the metal had given out, and he fell. When he fell, he landed on his ankle and had broken it. I thought it was a crazy situation, and it really sucked for him since he wasn't going to be able to put up all the outside Christmas lights. Because he wasn't going to be able to decorate outside, my mom and I spent the time putting the lights up inside, setting up the tree, and we made it a very nice, decorated Christmas. Moving on from there, it was a nice time. I enjoyed spending time with them, and... It was one of the best Christmases we've had. Unfortunately, I had to go back home not too long after and get back to work. I went back just before the new year, and I went back to the office and back to my boring life. Things kept going normal for about seven months, and then I think I shifted timelines, because that's the only thing that I can think happened. In the first week of July, I randomly got a phone call from my mom in the middle of the day. I answered it, since she typically never called me during the day, and she was incredibly frantic. I asked her what was going on, and she tells me that my father's in the hospital, because he broke his ankle, and he was going to be down for a few weeks because of it. I sighed heavily and asked how he did it this time. She paused and asked me what I meant. I reiterated my question and asked how he managed to break his ankle this time since he did it about seven months ago. She then tells me that he never broke his ankle and she asked me what I was talking about. I figured she had just forgotten, maybe, and while it was strange of her to not remember what had happened, I moved on and I asked her how he managed to break his ankle. She then tells me this entire story 
about the Christmas decorations and the stepladder. She said he was pulling all the Christmas decorations down, and when he went for the tree, then I finished her sentence, and I said that the plastic and metal broke and he landed on his ankle. She stopped and confirmed that that's how he did it, and then she asked me if he had already texted me or something. I told her no, and that was the exact way he broke his ankle back in December. Once again, she tells me that he didn't break his ankle in December. I kind of retort with, why was he pulling down the Christmas items in July, Mom? She honestly couldn't respond to that question, but was adamant that he never broke his ankle. What's worse, I was talking to him directly a few days later, and I asked him how he broke his ankle. He then tells me, almost word for word, the same story my mom told me. When he got to the part where he fell, I ended his sentence for him, like I did mom. And he laughed, and was surprised that I knew what had happened. I brought up him breaking his ankle in December, and that he was on crutches when I came to visit them for the last Christmas. He goes on to tell me that he had never broken his ankle before, and that he had no idea what I was talking about. It was really strange to me how they were both seriously adamant about how they had no idea what I was referring to, and they both pushed hard about their claims that he never broke it back in December. So, at this point in time, I'm the only one that seems to remember it happening. Nobody else seems to believe or remember when my father broke his ankle, there's no record of it, and there's nothing to indicate that he ever had. Yet, I am 100% certain that he did. So, like I said, I feel like I shifted timelines. I feel like, for whatever reason, I was in a timeline where it happened, and then randomly moved to a new timeline where it was delayed for seven months. This all happened about 20 years ago, when I was 16, but I remember it like it just happened, because it freaked me out so badly. I've never seen anything like it before and wouldn't have believed it if someone had told me, but I witnessed it myself and have never been able to find a logical explanation. Please excuse the level of detail, but now you'll know everything about the situation that I do. I was a huge, boring nerd. I still am. So I was lying in bed reading the Complete Idiot's Guide to Learning Latin. You can look it up online to see how it looks. Big, orange and white book with black print. Like a textbook sized. I heard my mom call me from the living room, so I sat up and glanced around for something to use as a bookmark, since I was always very careful with my books, and refused to dog-ear the pages. I didn't see anything handy, and my mom called for me again, so I knelt down next to my bed and carefully tented the book on the floor at a steep angle so that the spine wouldn't take damage. Then, I opened my door and walked out. Our house was a three-bedroom, 
not very big. When I walked out of my room, I turned left and went down the hallway, past my brother's bedroom, which was closed. He had a habit of pacing his room while he talked on the cordless phone, and I could hear him doing just that as I walked by. At the end of the hallway, I turned to look into the living room, but didn't leave the hall. My mom was sitting on the couch with her boyfriend, and she looked over and asked if I knew where the remote was. I said I didn't. She said okay, and I walked back to my room. I was gone, maybe 45 seconds at the max. I walked in, closed the door, and turned to walk over to pick up my Latin book but there was nothing there. It was gone. It was so unexpected and impossible that I just froze. It was like my brain couldn't come up with any possible actions to take in this situation, so I just stood there, staring blankly. There were only four people in this house, one of which was me. My brother didn't leave his room during those 45 seconds, I would have heard his bedroom door open, and I'd have heard him stop talking. He has a very deep and rumbly voice. My mom and her boyfriend were getting ready to watch a movie in the living room. Even if one of them had tried to pull a weird random prank by taking the book, they wouldn't have had time to pull it off unless they'd literally been running, which I would have seen or heard. It's not like anyone could have broken in to take it. The previous owners had been burglarized once, so they had burglar bars installed on all the doors and windows. Our joking nickname for our house was Fort Knox. Besides, what burglar would steal a Latin book? All this was running through my mind when I just stood there staring. After a few minutes, I decided my mind must be playing tricks on me, I know the human brain can ignore information right in front of it if it decides it isn't important for some reason, which is how we can miss seeing something in plain view. I'm amazed to have an awareness of the phenomenon in real time, and marveled over how strange the brain is. I started to slowly approach the spot on the floor while staring at it, wanting to see the moment when the book would appear to materialize, there as my mind stopped being stupid. It didn't happen. I thought, well, my eyes might play tricks on me, but my hands won't. And I crouched down and swept my hands across that spot on the floor where the book should be. I felt nothing, just the carpet. I was totally shocked because my mind is playing tricks on me as the only reasonable explanation I had, and now that was out. Had I completely imagined the crystal clear memory of tenting the book on the floor? After a few more moments of staring and rubbing my hands over the floor, I decided that was the only possible explanation. I must have actually put the book somewhere else. I got up and proceeded to tear my room apart. I pulled blankets and pillows off the bed, combed through both of my bookshelves, opened desk drawers and dresser drawers. I shook out clothing, even opened my closet and practically turned it inside out. Every few seconds, 
I would turn to stare back at that spot on the floor, but it was empty. After close to an hour of searching, I finally lay down and peered under my dresser. Nothing. And then sat up, shaking my head in defeat. There was nowhere left to look. I glanced back one more time at the spot on the floor, and the book was there. Exactly where I thought it was tented just how I left it. I froze up again, breathless, feeling like I had just been electrocuted. How the hell? After I unfroze, I gingerly picked it up and looked at the page it was open to. Same page that I'd been on when I put it down. It was like the past hour had never happened, except now my room was trashed. So where the hell did my book go, and how did it come back? This happened the other day at my sister-in-law's wedding. This wedding venue is on an old farm out deep in the country. The owners also have a big renovated farmhouse on the property to rent out instead of using a hotel. Well, my in-laws rented the house out for all of their kids, and significant others, so that we didn't have to take a shuttle to a hotel. After the ceremony, and before the reception, I brought my toddler inside the house to feed him a snack, and to let him cool off. Right next to where we are sitting is the dishwasher. The dishwasher isn't on, nor has it been on since we've been there. No one is in the house, and noise echoes easily throughout the house. I'm organizing my toddler's diaper bag, and I decide to take some stuff upstairs to our bedroom before going back out to the reception. I grab my kid, and I take him up with me, and after a minute or two, we go back to the kitchen to grab his diaper bag before heading back out. The moment we enter the kitchen, I noticed the dishwasher was running and was currently on the wash cycle. I was lost since no one came inside. I also confirmed with everyone who had access, if they had been in the house just now, and when I opened the dishwasher, it was full of water, like it had been running for a while. I cancelled the wash and I let it all drain. I had a feeling that maybe the house has something paranormal in it, I heard loud noises when no one was in the house, but I couldn't prove if it was someone or not, and I personally believe in that stuff. But, with how much water was in the dishwasher, it made it seem like more of a glitch in the Matrix than an accidental dishwasher start, or something paranormal. It was nothing big, but I thought I would share. I can't explain this, and my employee is as bewildered as me. I work in a kitchen, and I was standing in front of a wire shelf with a sharpie marker and some masking tape, and I was labeling some lids that we were going to place on top of buckets of ice cream. I always put the lid of the sharpie on top of the sharpie pen when I'm using it, 
When I was done, I went to replace the lid back on the pen, but it was gone. I couldn't understand where it was because I hadn't heard it fall off, and it couldn't be anywhere on the shelf because I was working on a wire shelf with gaps in it, and I hadn't heard it hit the floor. It was nowhere around me. My employee helped me look for it, but it's a pretty clean, sparse area, and it was nowhere around. I shrugged it off and placed the sharpie without its cap back on another shelf and continued about my work. I did some other tasks, and about 15 or 20 minutes later, I was in a different area outside of the kitchen, standing in front of a counter about to use a laptop. I heard the sound of a plastic lid drop, and I looked down. The Sharpie pen lid was about ten inches in front of me on the floor. I poked my head back into the kitchen and asked my employee if she had heard that. She had a grin on her face and asked if that was the pen lid. I said yes, that it had just fallen to the floor, and I said that was the sound I had expected to hear earlier when it fell off the pen, but I couldn't understand how it had fallen just now. She came out and saw where it was on the floor, and neither of us can figure out how it landed where and when it did, especially considering I had done all the other tasks and certainly hadn't been walking around with it in my hands or anything. I have no pockets or sleeves that it could have landed in. I wear a full apron that's pretty snug that doesn't have any pockets or areas that anything could get caught in. No cuffs in my jeans. The sound it made when it fell was the sound you would expect to hear if it fell from a high place, not tumbling off my shoe or something. It's like it fell off the pen while I was using it earlier and landed on the floor. Just landed really late and in a different room. I was reminded of this when I read another Redditor's elevator glitch earlier today. This happened to me two years ago, while I was an undergrad. I had to visit an office on campus and retrieve some documents about an honor society, so I made my way over to this towering, tacky 1960s building that housed our history department. I was accustomed to visiting this building. At least one of my classes met inside of it every day. There were two elevators accessible from the ground floor, but one had been out of order for the entire semester. The power of the elevator had been completely shut off to prevent both students and staff from using it. Signs were taped to its closed door on every floor to remind us. I collected my documents without incident, but as I approached the elevators to travel back down to the ground floor, the one nearest me opened abruptly. I flinched, but thought it was lucky that I wouldn't have to wait for a ride. A woman in business suit attire emerged by her lonesome, carrying an abundance of files, 
and striding past like a speed demon. Even though I was practically flush against this elevator's door already, it closed so speedily after her exit that I couldn't make it inside. I've never seen an elevator close so instantaneously right on the heels of its sole occupant. I thought there was still plenty of time to call it back before it descended, so I immediately pressed the button. There was no response. I tried repeatedly in vain to summon the elevator back. Neither the light of the button nor the lights revealing what floor the elevator was on were illuminated. The elevator was dead and unresponsive. I thought, oh great, now both elevators are ruined, and I'll have to take the stairs up eight floors from my class every day. Then, I heard a bell ringing behind me, and turned to see the doors of the opposite elevator sliding open. I had been standing at the original dead elevator all along, and a woman had somehow emerged from it. Even after the power had been shut off to it for nearly four months. I noticed I only then saw the sign that had fallen off and now lay on the floor, courtesy of the doors opening. I asked a woman, who worked there, if the elevators had been fixed that day, but she denied it. I briefly wondered if I was on a hidden camera prank show, but no one came out laughing. The elevator remained out of order for the rest of the semester. I have no idea who that woman was, nor how she rode in an elevator with no electricity going to it, but I certainly won't forget it. This happened to me this morning when I got into work, and I have no idea whatsoever how it happened. I arrived at work this morning at 7.45, and sat in my car for nearly 10 minutes before gathering my lunch and exiting my car to head into work and clock in. My fellow office mates, eight of us total, tend to arrive after me two or three minutes before we begin our day at 8 a.m. Today was different. When I exited my car and headed in for the office, none of my office mates had arrived yet. My co-workers who work in shipping and receiving, meanwhile, have been at work since 7.30 in the morning. I walked through the lobby, punched in the security code to access the warehouse, and headed for the break area to clock in on the biometric palm scanner. The device gave an affirmative message and displayed the time I clocked in, 7.56am. Great. I opened the refrigerator door and placed my lunch towards the back of the top shelf before heading to the one and only stairwell to my office. This is where the glitch happened. I walked up the flight of steps, and, to my shock, all of my coworkers were already at their workstation. I asked, completely startled, When did you all get here? They looked at me confused. Claire, our marketing manager, said we've been here for an hour. We're about to head into my boss's office for the production meeting. 
where have you been? Still shocked, I said, where have I been? It's only about three minutes before eight, oh, as I gestured towards my workstation. The time on my lock screen said 8.58 a.m. Somehow, I lost an hour of my time walking up the stairwell to go to my office. Does anybody have an explanation for how this could have happened? There are a few things that have been happening, and on their own. They seem weird, but combined, I feel really paranoid. And honestly, I have no idea how any of this could happen. I feel like I just have to write them all down. So, a week ago, me and roommate B bought weed. And we put ours in our separate rooms. Roommate A witnessed him putting it into his room, while nobody saw me putting it into my cabinet. I vividly remember putting it there. I went to sleep right after. The next morning, all of it's gone. We looked everywhere, but it's nowhere to be found. We were both completely sober that evening, and there's no way someone could have smoked all of it. I don't really use it much anyway. I really questioned my sanity that day. But today has been the weirdest day yet. First... Things have gone missing from roommate A's locked box, where only he knows the key. And the night before, he and roommate B saw him putting the things in the box. So, in the span of a few hours, in the morning, it was gone. Roommate B has bought a 10-pack of toilet paper. We still have the packaging. It says 10. But somehow... There are only eight left. There's no way we used two rolls in the span of a few hours. Also, roommate B forgot his wallet, so roommate A left him some cash, a debit card, a payback card, and another card. He saw him putting it on his nightstand. Hours later, the debit card and the payback card were gone where nobody could have taken it. And then why wouldn't they have taken the cash? Then, roommate A found his toothbrush wet, so he asked me if I had used it, which I'm sure that I hadn't since I hadn't brushed my teeth since that morning. So how could it have been wet still, even if I had accidentally used his, which is in a completely different location? I don't get it. I don't think it's from a carbon monoxide leak because we don't have gas. Also, it couldn't have been us forgetting things because of weed or something. Because all the times these things happened, we were definitely all sober. We have two entrances to our apartment. The one leading directly to my room being a normal room door, not an apartment door. Out of habit, I leave it unlocked, because until a week and a half ago, when the new neighbors moved in, the only people to live in our house was our landlord and his wife. 
I've struggled with this situation, going over it in my head for months now, trying to make sense of it all. Finally, I decided to share it here just to get it off my chest and to tell someone. To set the scene, my driveway is a long upward slope, wooded all around with no other houses visible from the foot of my driveway. And the road is on a blind turn from both directions. Cars love to travel at high speed around this bend. It's a popular road to drive on sunny days because it's winding in Oceanside. It was a stormy winter morning back in January or February of this year. I can't remember exactly. But I glanced out the window and there was a car stopped in the middle of the road looking blankly up my driveway. I thought this was incredibly strange, as he was likely to cause an accident at any moment. I got up from the couch to take a closer look, and by the time I reached to the window, the car had left. I looked a little closer down the driveway, and I noticed a single set of paw prints coming up the driveway and leading into the woods. I thought that maybe this was a stray dog, so I threw on my boots and went outside to follow the tracks. As I got a little closer, I noticed that they went up and over the hill through the woods to a neighboring street. I followed the tracks up through the woods when suddenly the paw prints stopped and human tracks began. All going the same direction, and all along the same line of travel. I couldn't really believe what I was seeing... I looked over and over to see if I could tell if the tracks were doubled over, but there was no evidence of that at all. I'm no tracker by any means, but there were clearly defined boot prints in the strides, following the last paw print, and they continued until they hit the pavement. I go over it in my head fairly often, just thinking about what I saw and how it doesn't make any sense to me. Has anyone encountered any sort of situation like this? The story has some images from the original poster that I will keep on the screen while I'm narrating it, so it should help some with the story overall. So I've been a long-time lurker in this subreddit, and this incident happened a while ago. And I didn't connect it to being some kind of glitch until recently. So, to preface this, our washer at the time had a broken lid striker, which is what is needed to engage its lock. It had snapped in half because the lid wasn't closed properly, and too much weight was put on it. I kept the piece of the broken striker as I would need it to operate the washer. So... With that out of the way, here's the glitch. I was doing my laundry and trying to fit the striker in position so that the lock would engage. Well, fumbling around with it, I went to press the start button and let go of the striker. When I let go of it, it fell to the floor. I thought this was no big deal. I heard it hit the floor, and although I would have to move the washer to get it... I would only have to move it to the side by an inch or two. But that's the thing. When I moved the washer, 
the lid striker was nowhere to be found. I ended up pulling the washer forward and tipping it back to have full access to the floor, and there was no striker. This striker isn't small, about maybe an inch long and in a gray color, which is in sharp contrast to the maroon tiles on the laundry room floor. So, there was no possible way I could have just not seen it. I set the washer down and put it back in place, and then moved the dryer about four inches from its place to see if the striker had somehow bounced beneath it. Which would have been very unlikely, considering it's made of plastic and has no round surface area. I checked under the dryer and saw nothing. I checked behind the washer and dryer as well for a solid ten minutes, and I couldn't find it. So, where did it go? There are no holes or cracks in the floor, nor any holes in the walls. There was no possibility that the striker got stuck between the washer cabinet and the floor, as I heard it hit the ground, and there's nothing but empty space between the drum and the cabinet. I have no idea where it went, or what happened, and it still weirds me out today. This is an experience that has haunted me for maybe eight years. I was in high school. I was standing outside of my dad's house on the lawn at night. I had noticed the moon was very clear and full, and I wanted to go stare at it. I was by myself. The moon was directly overhead, so I tilted my head back to look at it. I stared at it for about a minute, then it slowly, but visibly, started to move across the sky. At first, I thought it was an illusion of the clouds moving past it, but... Then I realized that in order to keep it in sight, I was tilting my head farther and farther back, until my neck was uncomfortable from bending it backwards. It ended up moving a few degrees across the sky in a matter of a minute. For the whole minute, I watched with a strange calmness, and I didn't take my eyes off of it for a second. I think I was in disbelief and couldn't stop watching, because it was so insane. After a minute, I realized something was really wrong, and I started panicking. I have a panic disorder. Here's where it continues to be weird. I run back inside to my dad, hyperventilating, and grabbing on to him for safety. We don't have a great relationship, and he's weird about my anxiety issues, so... I try to never show this side of myself in front of him. He said, What happened? What's wrong? And I choked out. The moon moved across the sky really fast. He didn't even ask questions for any clarification. He took me into the bathroom and told me to wash my face, which I did. That helped me breathe normally, but... Then I wanted to go back outside to see if the moon was in the same spot, or if it moved more while I wasn't watching. 
he wouldn't let me go back outside. He said, You don't need to check it out. I kept saying I really wanted to, and he just kept saying, You don't need to do that. Then he made me sit on the couch for about 30 minutes. After a while, he said, Okay, now let's go look together. So, we looked. I couldn't tell where it was in relation to before, or where it was supposed to be, but it was sitting still. His calm, no-questions-asked attitude in that moment was uncharacteristic to the point of being complete opposite of his personality. It was so weird to me that he kept repeating that I didn't need to look at it. The whole experience was 100% bizarre. I'm super not smart about astronomy. It is confusing. But doesn't the moon normally move only a small amount per hour? When I was a kid, my parents had plates that were given to them as a wedding gift. After many, many years of use, the plates had started to chip and break, so they decided it was finally time to buy some new ones. I can't remember whether it was my mom or dad that picked them up, but I remember they were Corel plates from Walmart. They were very distinctive. They had green vines around the edges with violet hearts. For a while, maybe even years, we used these plates. I remember we had matching bowls, too. There's no doubt in my mind that we owned them. I'm not sure when exactly the realization hit me, but a few years ago, I noticed that I hadn't seen those plates and bowls in a long time, and that the ones from their wedding were back in use again. I asked each of my parents where they had gone. Side note, my parents are now separated, so they ended up with different items from our kitchen. Neither of them is known to be forgetful, sparing the occasional absent-mindedness we all experience sometimes. Neither of my parents knew what I was talking about. They insisted, and they still do today, that we never owned those plates or bowls. At first, it made me question whether I was misremembering. But why, then, can I find pictures of a set of Corel dishes on the Walmart website that look exactly like the ones that I personally remember? This isn't just some case of me remembering a random set of dishes that I've seen, and then confabulating that my family owned them for years. That's much too long a time for me to falsely remember something so specific. I mean, as strange as it sounds, I even remember how the texture of the pattern on the dishes felt. I washed them many times. I ate off them, and I'm pretty sure I even broke one. So, why do my parents have no memories that we owned them? Are they both misremembering years of using these dishes, or did something in the universe shift ever so slightly that we never even purchased them? I don't know. You tell me.
something you should know is that I have a very silly sense of humor. I don't tell dad jokes. I tell grandpa jokes. Jokes so corny that they make everyone groan and roll their eyes. This is relevant because I sometimes think of a good pun and then sit on it for ages before dropping it at just the right moment. Sometime late last year, I had a funny phrase pop into my mind. It had to do with the old balding pilots who fly for one of our nation's biggest air travel businesses, American Hairlines. I giggled to myself, imagining it as a slogan above a beaming man in a flight uniform, arms akimbo, hairline so receded that it's behind his ears, scalp shining proudly. Later, I decided it would be funnier to have three old pilots standing together, all in various stages of male pattern baldness. Might make a funny little comic or a doodle. For some reason... That phrase kept coming back to my mind for months. American hairlines. I didn't think much of it since I'm always collecting and mulling over silly puns. Then, I forgot about it for a while. So, imagine my surprise as I'm driving into the Chicago airport last week and see a giant billboard that says American hairlines with if I remember correctly, three balding men on it. It was an ad for hair restoration. This is in no way too strange to be a coincidence, but it's still strange. I had my whole life to think of that joke, and I just happened to think of it months before this ad campaign. It could very well have come to me at the exact same time as it came to the creator of that ad, I think of Russell Wallace, to whom the idea of natural selection came spontaneously in a fever dream at the same time as friend Darwin was hard at work privately on the same thing. I think of how many people attest that they jumped out of bed suddenly the moment their family member on the opposite side of the country was in trouble. I think of the hundredth monkey theory and the idea that if a certain thought is loud enough, or disseminated to enough people, someone else might hear it, without knowing where it came from. Or, somebody happened to think of the same oddly specific dumb joke around the same time as me. Okay, so this is super uninteresting compared to a lot of the stuff here, but I just remembered it as I was reading through this. I was thinking if I had any relevant experiences, and I think it fits. It was like a month or two ago. I was getting two pills that I take before bed, and since I couldn't remember if I had taken them that morning, I poured them out and counted. Not weird for me, especially since I have messed up before, so I often hyper-focus on the amount. Well, I did when I took one each twice a day. 
and I just checked to see if they're even numbers. It was fine, so I gathered them up and put them back. I then second-guessed myself and felt compulsed to count them again. Still not weird for me. Poor, count, it's fine. Put back. I saw I had missed a couple or so, and now I feel like I missed more, so poor, count, and that time, it was odd. So, I spend like 30 minutes looking for it all around the area. Funnily, I had missed some more, but it was two, which doesn't fix the problem. I look around where I poured them, the floor under where I held them, the bottles themselves, counted again several times, nothing. Now I'm freaking out because it's a big deal to me. I had messed it up and now I won't have enough and now I'll be off and blah blah blah. I checked the bottle itself for like the third or fourth time, nothing. So I look away and set it down. And then I hear a clatter. Both heard and felt through the bottle. I look in it and one lonely pill sits in the bottom. It's a basic U.S. prescription bottle. I looked it over. There's no ridges anywhere for the pill to get stuck on. It obviously wasn't there the other several times I looked in and around it. I couldn't and can't come up with a reasonable way it fell into it. Well, technically I have an idea, but it's... More like an interpretation that's logically insane and doesn't actually explain anything, but kind of works for me personally due to other experiences and beliefs. So, hopefully this fits. Any ideas to make it reasonable? I cannot stress enough that I can't find a way for it to have been there the whole time or whatever, or like it fell off my hand or something without me noticing. Not any type of poisoning, this is pretty isolated, and I have several sensors that happen to be right next to the bathroom. Again, sorry if this boring occurrence doesn't fit, and for my valley girl light way of speaking. Me and my wife were living in an apartment, and we both were going to college at the time, and we had a magic router. I found out as soon as we moved in that I could get a good $20 a month for the first year of service. I call them, and they charge my card instantly, and my internet is on. I've got my router in the wall from my previous house, and that is what we connect our game systems and laptops up to. This is important, since nowadays you may have internet you don't even use if you just use data on your phone and are crazy. There is always one place in the apartment to connect my router to. The internet was never great, and the router was on the other side of the apartment from the living room, which really sucked, and I spent plenty of time resetting the router to get the internet to work. We lived in this place for a year. However, six months into our stay there, 
my internet goes out for a couple of days. Not a big deal. I call the internet provider to bring a guy out to fix it. He comes out, and he checks our outlet. No internet. He goes to check inside, and there's no cables connected to it. Checks the basement. No box connected that would have connected to the main internet. No place for it to have even been in the past. He checks the past on the place and said that they never set up internet in this apartment in the past, so it never had a box or wires connecting to my second-story apartment. He would have to string it up two stories to the wall to get the cord through. As he is taking it through the wall, he tells me that there isn't even holes in the wood for the cords to go through that would have been there had it been connected. He managed to get a cord up and to get us internet, but he was shocked as I was, and he said there was no way I was using my own internet. I was using the same router from the previous house, and after he connected it, I stayed on the router and it finally worked. Anyways, not sure what happened here. Not sure why they were able to flick it on to be certain that it was fine in the first place, and then show that we never had service later, and I'm not sure how I got internet on my PS3 at the time to play COD or watch Netflix. The weirdest thing happened to me about a year ago. Me and my boyfriend were out drinking and enjoying Saturday night. Unfortunately, right before going home, we had a nasty fight. We were both so angry that we couldn't even agree on the path that we should choose to walk home, so we walked two separate ways to cool off. He chose the longer walk, I chose the shorter one that goes through my big maze of an estate. I was about ten minutes away from my house when, all of a sudden, I find myself talking to a man on the street. I was so angry and focused on my walk that I didn't question it. He was a bit cold. He didn't even look at me in the eyes first. He was asking me why I was alone. I never answered and proceeded to keep on walking. He stepped forward and started talking about how I should not let my boyfriend talk to me that way, and all the things he said to me during the fight, as if he was there twenty minutes ago with us. He knew his name, he knew my dog, my parents, even exactly what I was thinking and considering during this walk. Obviously, I was so freaked out that I just stood there in awe, I just kept asking, what? And what the hell? At this point, I could tell he was not pleased with me. He even told me not to be walking alone ever again, and that the fight is not worth the risk and something will happen to me if I do it again next time. I just turned around and walked as fast as I could to get home, turning back at times to check if he was still standing there. He was, and again... His hands were on his hips, looking very disappointed, almost worried. I got home absolutely freaked out, all my hair standing up. My boyfriend was home already. I told him about the man and that we had to move ASAP. He started asking all these questions like, What man? Where? 
what are you talking about? You're not making any sense. This is where it gets even weirder for me. I remembered every single word. What he looked like, the house he was standing in front of, the car next to him, even the number plate. To me, it was very important to remember all of those things at the time. But once logic was brought back into all this, it all started vanishing. Almost all of it. I still can't find the house. So, my question is, is this even possible? Has anyone had a similar experience, or did I somehow fall asleep for a second and it was just a dream? Was I hallucinating? Should I check myself into some sort of health facility? I recently met up with some old friends, and this story from 20 years ago came up. It's something I've never forgotten, and have never been able to explain. Before I begin, I want to make it perfectly clear that none of us were drunk. There was no alcohol involved in this story whatsoever. A bit of setup. I live in a small town in England... The road I lived on at the time runs parallel to the high street, with several pubs and one nightclub. Another road runs vertically to connect the two. Think of a capital I with the lines on the top and the bottom. The local nightclub is at the bottom of the I, and my flat is at the top. It's a straight road, ten minute walk from one end to the other. This is important. On to the story. Myself and four friends found ourselves in the local nightclub at around 11pm, stone-cold sober, and we were queuing at the bar to get our first drinks of the night. Just before we got served, there was a power cut. Emergency lights came on, everyone was escorted out of the club. The whole town was out. It was the middle of winter, so we decided to cut our losses and walk back to mine, and then finally have a drink. It was no later than 11.45 at this point, probably a bit earlier. We started the walk back to mine. It was incredibly dark and eerie, so we did what I think anyone would do in that situation. We tried to scare the crap out of each other. The walk was otherwise uneventful, We got back to mine, and after fumbling around in the dark looking for a light source, we settled in, and I started making us some long-awaited drinks. That is when one of my friends asked what the time was. Thinking it was just another spooky story, I waited for the rest of it. I remember her voice chilling me when she said, No, seriously, what's the time? We all looked at our watches. All watches were showing 3.20 a.m., except one which had stopped at 1.05 a.m. We don't know if that's important because sometimes watches just stop. None of us remember anything unusual aside from the power cut, but somehow we lost around three and a half hours on a ten-minute walk. While talking about this, my friends and I did create an approximate timeline of that entire evening to see if there were any gaps we could fill. Some of us remember things others don't, but it was 20 years ago. 
so I figure that's normal. We mostly recall it the same, and none of us have any idea where the three and a half hours went. The whole night was weird, but explainable up to that point. The timeline does explain why we were sober. I haven't included it due to the length and that I don't believe any of it's relevant to the actual events, but I'll update if anyone's interested. So, this happened a few months ago. I was driving back home from a late dinner with my girlfriend and for our weekly date-night dinner out. I was driving my lifted older truck and was cutting through a neighborhood to bypass some traffic. Essentially, just stop sign after stop sign. We approached one stop sign, and I noticed a car coming from the right. And as I always do, I made sure to check if it's a four-way stop or a two-way with the pass-through. Just in case... I don't make the mistake of assuming it's a four-way, but this one was a four-way, so cool. I arrived at the stop first, but I just get a weird feeling that I need to make sure this guy stops for me, so I waited an extra five seconds, which is a long time at a stop sign, and my girlfriend notices and asks what I'm doing, but... She stopped short and noticed my lock-on to the approaching car. I confirmed he's slowing down to a stop, so I pull out into the intersection. Well, this dumbass slows to about 5 miles per hour and rolls the stop sign just as I'm pulling into the middle of his path. I clench my backside in preparation because he's about to hit a 4-inch lifted truck built with solid steel and would probably crunch and then go right under my truck to pancake him. I've seen it before and it's nasty. My girlfriend screams a little and we both watch as the inevitable crash seemed to take forever to happen. Then we watch his headlights go right below the passenger side, but there was zero crunch, jerk, or pain. Huh? We realized he had somehow made it through without a scratch at all. We turned to each other to confirm if that really happened, or didn't, and our looks confirmed it without a word. Then we both turned and looked behind us, only to see that there wasn't any hint of a car leaving the intersection, or driving away at all. We still cannot explain it. But I tried not to think too much about it because at least it didn't happen. I honestly kind of thought for a second he just rolled under my truck safely, but that's not possible. Now, I've posted here once before, but I've only ever had one other glitch-type experience in my life that a lot of the recent stories reminded me of. So, I decided to share my experience as well. This happened about two years ago. I work in an elementary school, and my classroom is across from the main entrance. On my break, 
I had to use the restroom, which requires me to walk down a very long hall all the way to the end to get to it. Across from the bathroom is my favorite kindergarten class. So, as I was leaving the bathroom, I heard the kindergarten kids across the hall performing some songs, and I was trying to casually peek in and catch a glimpse of the adorableness. The teacher was standing in the classroom doorway with her back to me, but she turned, saw me, and said hello. I felt semi-awkward about her catching me creeping on the class, so to make it feel less weird, I quickly said, Hey, I love your dress, and hurried on my way back down the hall. <laughs> I only had about a minute before my class returned, so I walked very quickly down the long hall to my room. As I'm about to enter my room, I hear the main entrance door behind me buzz open, and someone said, Hey, insert my name here. I began saying hello back and turn around to see the exact same kindergarten teacher that I just spoke with walking into the building. She had a winter coat on, and she unzipped it to reveal the exact same dress that I had just complimented. I froze mid-hello, and definitely looked incredibly confused. There is no way that she could have gotten there so quickly. She didn't walk down the hall with me. The only other exit would have been an emergency exit on her end of the building. But that would mean the second I walked by, she threw on a jacket, left through an emergency exit, and ran quickly to the main doors just to re-enter and say hello which just has zero reasoning or logic behind it. Not to mention, this would also have required her to leave her full class of five-year-olds to fend for themselves while she did this. <laughs> I've worked here for years, and I know who occupies every single classroom, and I know every single teacher personally, so it's not like I just mistook which room I saw slash who I saw, I so badly wanted to run back down the hall and look into the classroom again, but my kids were returning, so instead I just texted my mom and best friend about how freaked out I was, and they weren't as intrigued or enthusiastic about it as I was. <laughs> so, hopefully, you guys find it cooler than they did. Long-time lurker, a first-time poster. My boyfriend and I moved into a new home at the beginning of the pandemic, April of 2020, and upon moving in, all boxes were placed in the garage, and the only thing in the house were the largest pieces of furniture. Sofas, coffee tables, beds, and a piano. The house had a wonderfully lit display case, and I decided to unpack the precious items box so that I could spend the evening placing each delicate item in the display case, and then sit and enjoy it with my boyfriend. When I opened the box, I was devastated to see that my mother crow, Kachina doll, had lost half of her crow feathers. They were made of wood, and she had a huge feather pieces that enveloped each side of her head, a right side and a left side. Worse yet, the missing crow feathers for the right side of her head weren't with the packaging, even though I had packed her as a whole piece. 
I found this supremely odd as I packed the piece myself. Even if it had broken off during packing and the move, I would have expected to find the broken pieces with the packaging. But I couldn't find it anywhere. I told my boyfriend, and we both began looking in the box and on the floor for it. After intense searching, we were both completely at a loss for where it could have gone to. We looked all over the house, which was silly, because it was completely empty except for our large pieces of furniture, and found nothing. We checked the box that it came in again, and nothing. It was absolutely nowhere to be found. During this time, we were both up and moving around, and neither of us ever found it. After a while, we gave up, sat on the couch, and lamented the loss. It was a gorgeous, authentic Zuni piece, representing the mother of creation. He had given it to me for my birthday, and I cherished it. We both took it as a bad sign that it had not only broken during the move, but that we couldn't even fix it, because we couldn't find the missing piece anywhere. We had some whiskeys and talked of other things, and then went to bed. The next day, we enter the living room and see the missing feather piece for Mother Crow was placed in easy view on top of the armrest of the couch, a spot we were both around a lot the night before, and somehow, the next morning, it's suddenly just right there, and absolutely impossible to miss. Neither one of us could believe it. There is no way it was there the night before, and neither one of us had placed it there. The house was virtually empty, so it's not like it would have been hard to find. It seemed to literally appear out of nowhere the next day, and was in such a visible place that there's no way we would have missed it when we looked for it the night before. We talk about the strangeness to this day, and still don't really know what happened, or how it got there. This happened about a month ago, and I still think it's pretty weird, so I've decided to poke to see if anyone else thinks so too. I live in quite a small rural area. It's over an hour's drive to the nearest town through a winding road that is fairly quiet. It's not a busy traffic area at all. Occasionally, I will only come across a handful of other cars on the entire trip. There's also no phone reception through the most isolated part of the road. This stretch winds through a gully for about 35 minutes with no reception. I drive a reliable car that hasn't broken down ever, so imagine my surprise when midway through this no reception stretch late one night, my oil light came on, and the car threw up a warning that basically said stop driving immediately and check oil. I pulled over and looked to check to see if it was safe to open my door to get out and check the engine, and that's when I noticed the car across the road. I hadn't noticed it when I pulled over as I was distracted by the oil warning, but it was a company car, 
with the bonnet up, and behind it was a mechanic sign written truck that said, Roadside Assistance. Unfortunately, I don't have roadside assistance, so I just got out and put my own bonnet up. I couldn't figure out what was going on because I don't know anything about cars. By this point, both the mechanic and the lady are like, what are the odds of this happening in the same place? And I'm pretty sure they might have thought I had just pulled over because I spotted the mechanic truck. I ended up talking to them for a bit, and as it turns out, the lady had a satellite phone since it was a company car, and so she had reception to call for help. After he fixed her car, he fixed mine enough that I could get home safely, and we carried on. I just think it's weird. I've never seen anyone broken down on that road before, and I've never broken down before in my ten years of driving, and the odds of us both breaking down in the exact same spot at nearly the exact same time, and her having a mechanic there, was just so weird. If they hadn't been there, I don't know what I would have done. It's the middle of winter, it was dark, and I had no way to call for help. I know the title sounds stupid, but it's not fake, I swear. To preface, since my school was online for a majority of the year, they provided laptops to the students. A little while ago, my grandmother got a puppy and it chewed the laptop's charger in half. Ever since, as soon as I walk in the school doors, I borrow a charger so I can still use it. Last week, I got sent home to quarantine because I sit adjacent to someone who got COVID. I couldn't go down to the office to return the charger, so I took it home with me. At this point, I have the broken charger and the borrowed one. When I get home, I plug my laptop in and... It stays like that for pretty much the whole week. Now, I have two backpacks. One that I used at the start of going back to school in person, but my take-home lunch spilled in it, and I never washed it. I took the opportunity to do so during the quarantine. The second one I used because I was too lazy to clean the first before. Fast forward to this Tuesday morning, the day that I returned to school. I grabbed the backpack that I washed a few days earlier and started putting the stuff that I needed into it. I remember, very early by the way, I unplugged my laptop and put the charger in, followed by the laptop. And then I turn around and look at the floor, I was a little confused because I saw the school's laptop charger. At first, I thought I put the charger from my personal laptop in the bag, so I took it out and checked. It was definitely the same charger. I wish I had examined them more closely, but I just returned one of them to the school and kept the mysterious one. 
I don't even really think it's a possibility that I accidentally grabbed two. First of all, because the administrative assistant watches everyone who grabs the laptops and chargers like a hawk. If I grabbed two, she would have said something. And second of all, because I remember so clearly unplugging my laptop and then putting the charger in, but... I also only remember plugging the charger into the outlet once in the first place. I definitely would have noticed if I had plugged it in a second time. Anyways, I thought this little story would fit here, and I wanted to post it because I really don't have anyone to talk to about it. Okay, this literally just happened to me and two friends earlier today, just a few hours ago, and we are completely and utterly confused as to what could have happened to us. I would love to know if this has happened to anyone else or not. Myself and my friends, Sarah and Gwen, made a trip of about 30 miles from our hometown in Campbell County, Tennessee, to Oak Ridge, Tennessee, to visit the DMV. I know this route well, and I'm very familiar with Clinton and Oak Ridge, so I don't need to GPS my destination. We do our business, and we're heading back, talking and laughing and having a normal conversation. I'm driving the four-lane road that curves around the shape of the river. The river is very close to the highway in the area that we were traveling. I'm just driving and talking, and all of a sudden we all get quiet at the same time, as we realize that we have no idea where we are. We're on an unfamiliar two-lane road in a somewhat rural area rather than a busy four-lane highway, and we don't know how we ended up there. I pull over, and we consult the GPS to check our location. And somehow, we're five miles down Andersonville Highway, five miles past our exit to get back on the interstate from Clinton. Last thing any of us remembered passing was the river, but... Somehow, we had traveled all the way through Clinton, past our exit, and five miles down a two-lane road without any of us recalling driving that far. I had to turn around and drive exactly 4.7 miles back, the way that we came, to reach the interstate exit. No way could I have gotten lost. Even on autopilot, my brain would have taken the interstate exit, so... How the hell did we end up that far past it? And even if by some oddball chance that I did, why did neither Sarah nor Gwen notice that? I mean, hello, why are we driving for several miles on a two-lane road? It was like we all noticed at the same exact time that we weren't quite where we were supposed to be. The kicker? According to the clock in my SUV and all three phones, we drove that far in a third of the time it should have taken us. We had gotten from the DMV 
to the location that I pulled over to check my GPS in less than 10 minutes. So, what in the actual hell happened to us here? Teleporting? A glitch? We don't know, but it was weird. And at least we all three witnessed the strangeness of whatever happened. If I had been alone, I would have thought that I was losing my mind. I hope this never happens to me again, because it's going to drive us all up the wall. Now, just wondering what could have happened. It's puzzling and confusing, but I don't think we will ever get any answers. I came across this sub recently, and I think this fits here. So, I'm going to this club where I play tennis. When you go in, you receive a ticket from the machine. I always put this ticket in the central console of my car, and then I put it in my pocket. Last year, I did the same, and ended up losing the ticket. I had to go to the administrator's office, fill out a form, present the documents of the vehicle, pay around $20, and wait for like an hour to finish all of this process. It's a pain in the ass, so from then on, I am extra careful when I'm going to this place, and with the tickets. Like, four months ago, I finished playing. Since I lost my ticket, I've been putting the ticket in my jacket pocket. It has a zipper, so I can be sure it won't fall from the pocket as it did before from my shorts pocket. So, I reach for my pocket to get the ticket. Nothing. There's nothing in my pocket. I search thoroughly, and nothing. It's not like I'm looking for a tiny item in a bedroom. It's a piece of paper in a pocket. I search all my other pockets, and again, nothing. I don't want to pay another $20 and waste an hour of my time, so I really, really look for the ticket. Still nothing. There's no doubt in my mind that somehow I must have lost the ticket, but it didn't make any sense. I looked for any holes in my pocket. In every one of them, there were none. The zipper was closed, and I just simply chalked it up to me being absent-minded for a bit and somehow losing the ticket. Defeated, I just prepared myself for the tedious process of getting a new ticket to finally being able to leave. Heading down, I start to walk towards the administrator's office, I start walking slowly, and I just put my hands in my jacket pocket. Then, lo and behold, there's the ticket. Just there, not folded in a corner. It was just there, as I put it three hours before. It was easy to grab and easy to find. I started to put the ticket in my pocket every way I could to see how I could have possibly hidden it in there. It was just not possible. I searched for this ticket in this specific pocket for over 10 minutes, and then later found it in the middle of it. I'm 29 female, my fiancé's 29 male to start. Yesterday, 
my fiancé and I went to a lake about 20 minutes from our house. We're very outdoorsy and we love a lake day, and we love this lake in particular because we found a great secluded swimming area. You have to hike two miles to get there after parking, so it's often either empty or just adult couples hanging out, sometimes families with older kids. The hike there is one narrow paved road with the mountainside on one side and a steep drop-off into a riverbed on the other side. So, there's absolutely no way around it, and no alternate routes. We also asked the park ranger the first time hiking it, and he confirmed it's the only trail to this swimming area. So, yesterday, we park and start walking. We notice a guy and his two kids exploring the trail a bit, walking back and forth like he's trying to figure out where the lake is. It's a pretty common occurrence. They were a memorable bunch because the father and his son both had a bleached section of hair. The dad had dreads with a few of them bleached, and his son had a bleached mohawk with black hair on the sides. They're walking back in the direction of the parking lot, opposite direction we're going, and he asks us where the lake is at. I tell him, about two miles ahead. We keep walking, and I hear his daughter yell, exacerbated, behind us, two miles? And they kept going towards the parking lot. We complete the hike, and it was very quiet. No other people on the trail that we saw. It would have been pretty difficult to miss others since it's such a secluded area, and if someone wanted to pass us, we would have had to stop to let them pass, since the trail's pretty narrow, and we had our dog with us. So we get to the lake and set up at a picnic table, and I turn to take in the scenery, when suddenly, I see the same family. They're already set up, and the kids are even swimming. It's like they've been there for a while already. I asked my fiancé if that's the same family and how they beat us there. He confirms it's the same bunch, but also had no idea. The only thing we could think of is if they walked in the riverbed, but we would have heard their voices echo down there, and any path down there is completely overgrown with trees and shrubbery, so how would they even hike it? And why would they choose to be down there when there's a perfectly good paved trail? And they'd been going in the opposite direction as us when we saw them earlier. On the 24th of May, around 11 a.m., I was watching a stream on my phone while working, when the stream suddenly stops and my phone stops charging. I asked my mom if the power went out, and she confirms. I got upset, so did my mom, because she wanted to watch the news. My father leaves our house to go to work at noon, so at 11am, he's usually watching TV. My mom was feeling bad for him, because he couldn't watch TV, and she said something about it, so I made a joke, since I was the one... That had issues with it. I couldn't do my work. My sister laughed. 
My mom was still mad because she couldn't watch TV and there was no power to watch the news. And she looks at my upset expression and says, You can't do your things. Then, the power is back on, and there was still no internet for a few minutes. Once it's back, I sent my friend a message asking what I missed from the stream. The next day, again, at 11am, the power went out. I got mad because I couldn't work, so I went back to sleep. I kept waking up from time to time, and there was still no power, but I only woke up for real when the power was back around 3 p.m. this time. My mom mentioned that our neighbor was told that on that day, they would cut out the energy from the entire neighborhood until noon. It was back around that time for a few houses, but for others like mine, it wasn't. But that's where things started to get bizarre. I decided to comment, Damn, the power went out yesterday, then today. I wonder if it's going to happen tomorrow as well. Both of my sister and mom stared at me, confused. The power didn't go out the day before, they said. I said it did, around the same time, except that it was back before noon. We kept on arguing if it did or not. My mom said she didn't say any of the things I remember her saying. That she actually watched the news. My sister said there was no joke about my father wanting to watch TV. She said at that time, she was just back home after going to a job interview. But that's something I don't remember. I was awake around 8am. For me, she was home the whole time. She was having breakfast, not coming back from an interview. I immediately remembered the message I sent to my friend, and it was still there. Me saying the power went out and asking them what I missed. After the hour, the power went out again, and when it was back, the whole region where I lived was lacking connection for TV, phone, and internet for the rest of the day. It was quite a weird day. So they don't believe me. For them, it only happened on that one day. Despite that, the description they gave me for that day was different from mine. It was only informed to everyone that the power was going out on that one day only, which supports their version of it instead of mine. We waited for my father to get back from work, and just like them, for him, the power didn't go out the day before. They don't believe me, yet they can't explain the message that I sent to my friend. So, any opinions on what could have happened here? When I was 18, I lived in a relatively small city in Kansas. No nightlife and no highways throughout my city. I lived deep in the suburbs in a house at the end of a cul-de-sac. My house was at the very end. There were a lot of twisty turns in a neighborhood to get to my house, and it is unlikely that someone would randomly get there unless they were told how to get there. I always struggled with insomnia, and would stay up late reading or watching anime, and often I would jump out the window and chill outside for a bit of fresh air. I did this all throughout my teens, but around 18, 
I got a bit confused because I started to notice something that made no sense. I couldn't seem to just chill in my front yard because of the constant traffic in the street, and I didn't want people calling the cops on me for being in my front yard. Constant traffic that was about a car every 10 to 15 minutes all night long. None of the cars ever slowed down or swerved or stopped at any houses. They simply drove down the road at a normal speed, went around the circle gently, and then left. Now, I was no crazy person. I'd seen The Truman Show and The Matrix and thought immediately of this at the time, but I tried to prove myself wrong. I hid out in the bushes near my street to see if it was the police car driving by or maybe the same car or groups of cars, but what I found was that it was never a police car, never a girl, never multiple people, never someone that looked drunk, never someone crazy looking or like they were looking for something, just some different guy in a different car every time. Usually the state that I live in has their license plate, but other times it would be states all the way across America. Keep in mind, there were no highways nearby. Other things that I realize now that I didn't think about then is that it is also an older neighborhood with no parties, or even people that would go out to parties throughout most of the neighborhood. The closest bar would be about 10 miles away and there would be no reason to go anywhere near my city unless you specifically lived there. Now, I'm open to suggestions as to what was happening, since all mine seemed to be proven wrong when I looked into it more. I'm glad to have found this subreddit, as I've had a few things happen to me, and I am very excited to share and read other stories. Let me give a little backstory. I'm a 10th grade student, and I have a little brother who goes to a different school. Both of my parents were working at the time. My mom quit her job recently due to mobbing. This happened a few months ago. Also, I had online school fully this year, save for a week when I went to take exams in person. My brother went in person a few more times than me. I don't know. That's just what was mandated. Now, on to what happened. The reason I pointed out that my brother goes to a different school is because while I use the school bus, he gets picked up by my dad. And that week was pretty much always arriving home first. And it was Thursday at this point. I can know whether I arrived first or not the moment I slip the key in the lock. Because the last person to leave in the morning locks the door and the first person to arrive unlocks it. You still have to use the key when it's unlocked, but you only twist it once. It was unlocked. Thinking one of my parents arrived before me, I said, I'm home, but got no response. So I assumed that someone just forgot to lock it in the morning, and I went to my room to change. Then I sat down in the living room, and got on my phone. And that's when I heard a drawer being opened in the kitchen. My mom oftentimes comes home with groceries, 
and puts them in the drawers first thing when she comes inside. So, again, I assumed that the door opened and I just didn't hear it. I lightly shouted, Hey, Mom. Well, the equivalent of that in my language. From the couch, I swear she said, Hey, honey, or something back. It was around 5pm, so the sun was setting, and around that time you can see people in the kitchen's shadow on the corridor wall from our living room. She had a shadow, and it moved. So, I just went back to watching my video. So, imagine my surprise when a few minutes later, I heard the door opening. I got up to greet my dad and brother, and was met with none other than my mom. Groceries in hand. A little uneasy, I asked her if she went down to the car to get some things. She said she just came home. I asked her again more directly, and I told her that I just greeted her a few minutes ago. She just laughed at me, and I think she thought I was joking or something trying to scare her. It's kind of been on my mind ever since. Now, one possible explanation is that I was stressed from the exams, but they really weren't that hard, and though I studied a lot, I felt pretty good the whole day. So in the end, I'm very puzzled. I've been hesitant to post this, because it still bothers me to this day, but I figured maybe if I post it, it'll help me feel better. So, I have a disabled sister, cerebral palsy, that my mother cared for her entire life. Our mother passed away in 2018, and I became my sister's representative payee. She receives SSI. I received a packet of information, receipts, etc., and a check from her temporary rep payee. I immediately opened it to verify the contents, and I placed the check in my desk drawer. It was a United States Treasury check. They're very hard to mistake since they are this greenish color on the left and a gradient over to yellow, but most importantly it says United States Treasury at the top. As part of being a rep payee, you have to open a separate account, so I couldn't just mobile deposit it into my account. A couple of days went by, and I finally had everything to open the account. I went to pull out the check, and it wasn't there. I immediately dumped out the packet to see if maybe I had stuck it back in the envelope, I literally flipped through every paper in the packet, and I did not find the check. What I did find was a check drawn off of Wells Fargo for the exact amount. I called up the temp payee and asked her what kind of check she had placed in the packet. She told me it was my sister's SSI check, that she never had a chance to deposit it. I explained that it looked like I somehow lost it, but I did find another check from Wells Fargo. She told me she didn't bank with Wells Fargo and had no idea what that was. Now, I'm freaking. I called up SSI 
and tried to explain that I lost the check. They checked and said that the check for that month had already been deposited. They couldn't tell me which bank. I tried to get information out of Wells Fargo, but they either couldn't or wouldn't provide any information. Finally, I just deposited the check and figured I would see what happened since my sister wasn't missing any money. She didn't need two checks, only one. It was just now on a different check. It has been three years almost to that day, and I still have no answers. And the check cleared just fine. My brother tried to tell me that I was just mistaken, but if that is the case, then her temp payee would have been mistaken as well. I mean, she even wrote out an inventory, and it was listed as SSI check. Again, my brother tried to explain that away as, it just means it was a check for her SSI, and not necessarily the actual SSI check. I explained that the temp payee flat out said it was the SSI check, with that green gradient. He finally just said both myself and the temp payee were mistaken. He didn't want to hear anything about it anymore. <laughs> and, wow, after typing all that, I not only don't feel better, but I'm back to being freaked out. My mom was at her mother's, and a voice message came through the home phone. The message started out with a little background noise and some laughter, and then someone on the other side spoke in another language. At first, this sounded like a scam or nothing too concerning, but when my mom heard it, she assumed it was me pranking my grandmother. To give some context as to why I would be the presumed culprit, the day before she went, I spoke gibberish to my dog to see what he did. I kept it up the whole morning, so my mom heard enough of it to know what it sounded like. To give some insight of what it sounded like and types of syllables that it had, it was a mesh of Hindi and Spanish. So, they shrugged it off and went about their day. Then, when my mom came home, she asked if I left my grandma a message, to which I denied, and then asked her why, which she then explained to me. I was skeptical at first, especially since I was thinking it was just a prank call or a foreign scam. However, she kept pressing me since I'm known to keep a joke going until I feel it served its life. But... I kept denying it, deciding to call my grandma and hearing the message myself. I called her, and the first thing she said was that she was caught off guard by my prank. Still denying the allegation, I decided to ask if she had kept the voicemail. So, she played it. And I was shocked. To give some insight, I have a very distinct southern accent and I know what I sound like over the phone. When I heard my voice speaking an unknown language over the phone, it spooked me out a little. Not because it sounded like me, per se. There's always a possibility that there are other people who have a southern accent like mine, 
and speak another language. It's a big world. The part that took me aback was that the language being spoken sounded identical to the one I was speaking to my dog. That mixture of Hindi and Spanish. Except, this sounded like a much more fluent version of what I spoke. After it ended, I had to deny it a couple more times until they believed me. And since it came through her home phone, there was no caller ID to be found. Now, I just wonder what it could be. Especially since the language sounded like mine, and the voice likewise. Yesterday, my husband told me that he was upset that his new iPhone screen was cracked. He showed it to me. There was physical damage to the side edge of the screen, where a small part of the screen had shattered. There was a very thin, but easily detectable crack that originated from where the impact damage was and went horizontally across the entire screen. Both my husband and I touched the screen and felt the physical damage. He was pretty upset because he had no memory of how this could have happened to his new phone. It just appeared out of nowhere. This morning, the crack is gone. My husband swears up and down that he did not replace the screen, and frankly, there'd be no way for him to be able to fix it himself. The phone had a physical chunk of the side missing the day before. Today, it's like nothing happened to the phone at all. We don't know what to think. I mean, the damn phone was broken, and now it's not. I held part of the broken screen that came loose from us looking at it closer. What could explain this? My first thought is that maybe there's a carbon monoxide issue in our house. I've read about people who think their house is haunted, but the issue is really that they're being poisoned at home. However, we live on an island, and our doors and windows are open night and day. It would be difficult for our house to build up enough carbon monoxide to poison us. We do have a propane gas stove, but, as I said... Every window in our house is open year-round. This is really bothering both of us. We keep trying to come up with explanations, but none of them make sense. The explanations require us both to deny our experiences yesterday. I don't know what to think. I just want to add that my husband's brother passed in a really tragic work accident a few weeks ago, My husband has a handyman business, and he's known as the guy that can fix anything. When my husband couldn't figure something out, he would call his big brother. His brother could really fix anything. My husband shared with me that when his phone broke, he thought to himself that I wish it hadn't happened. When he woke up, he got his wish and his phone was totally fine. He got upset and told me that if he had known he could ask for a miracle, he would have asked for his brother back. So, I said maybe we can treat this inexplicable happening as a sign from his brother. We have no other explanation, 
And if giving it some unprovable meaning makes us feel better and more connected to our loved ones, then why not do it? And he agreed. Back in 2016, I was working at this factory job where we weren't allowed to carry our phones with us. My usual time that I got out was around 4, due to me having to go to class around 4.30. But on this day, an incident at work happened where I had to stay over for about 30 minutes. So by the time that I had gotten to my car... I saw that I had three missed calls from my girlfriend at the time, and fearing the worst, I immediately called her back. She picked up the phone immediately, and she asked me why I didn't acknowledge her when I was driving by her on my way to school. I was puzzled by this because, well, for starters, I barely got into my car at work and I hadn't even started the car yet. I asked her if she knew it was me for sure. She gave me a response as if I had called her a liar, and she couldn't believe me that I would ever say that. She continued to say that of course it was me, because I was driving down the street next to her in my very distinguishable car, a cutlass Oldsmobile, and of course... I myself am a very recognizable person, with my nerdy glasses and the work clothes that I was in. When she told me this, I immediately sent her a photo of myself with my job in the background, and once she received it, she got really quiet, and she said in a very shocked, low tone, but I swore that was you. I didn't know what to make of this because even her little brother said that it was me driving next to her. She did mention that I was sitting down in a very unusually stiff way, with my arms gripping the steering wheel very tightly. Also that I had a strange, uncomfortable look on my face, and that I looked white, as if I was sick or scared half to death. A few days had passed, and I drove to work at 6am, my usual start time. The sun wasn't up yet, and everything was still dark. Well, once I clocked in to work, my two co-workers slash friends came up to me and said, Hey, what the heck was all that about earlier? I didn't know what was going on, and I asked them what they meant. Well, my friends said that when they got to work at 445 they parked their cars and got out. Then, they saw me drive into the parking lot in my recognizable car and get out of the car. Before either of them could say hi to me, I immediately ran from my car as if I was being chased by someone. They kept on calling my name, but I was already long gone, running down the alley of other factories. The two of them were left clueless, and... They just continued walking to our building. The story left me breathless, as I didn't know what to even respond with except saying, Are you sure it was me? Because I barely left my house about 20 minutes ago, and I just got here to work right now. They both swore it was me. 
and said it in a very truthful tone. Is this the case of a doppelganger that I have? A glitch in the Matrix? A clone? Me having cases of lost time or just me going crazy? Hmm. Who knows? For the picture, this trip was done this winter during a snowstorm in Scandinavia by car, and the distance was about 700 miles. I regularly drive this route between my family and my hometown to visit old friends and to go skiing, fishing, etc. The trip normally takes between 13 to 14 hours in normal weather and conditions, 13 hours is speeding and just stopping to pee and fill the gas tank. This particular night, I drove for myself, even though the weather forecast was not good. I needed to get home to my wife and my kids. After an hour or so, the weather started to get really bad with heavy winds and snow falling down almost horizontally, so I needed to slow down. I noticed a light bulb from the lights went out as I drove under it, but didn't think much of it because of the weather, and it's quite normal for things like that to happen. Eventually, it caught my interest when this happened exactly when I was under the light bulb for the second, third, fourth, and fifth times for a period no longer than two hours. Anyway, the trip went slow due to the weather, and I came home hitting 12 and a half hours, which is a new personal record, be it summer or winter, and strange as hell. It's just not possible for me to go there that quickly in a heavy snowstorm. I thought I would share the story with you all since something was just not right that night, and maybe you might have some theories about it. Thanks. My husband and I were at the gym together. I was on a stationary bike in the first row of equipment, and he was on a treadmill behind and to the right of me. I know this because I looked back to see where he was when I sat down, and I saw him on one of the treadmills that looked different than most of the other ones there, and I would have had to turn my head to the right to see him there. I looked into the wall mirror in front of me about half an hour later and saw he wasn't on the machine anymore. I thought that maybe he was done with his workout and was waiting for me, so I got off the bike, cleaned it up, and went looking for him. He wasn't in the waiting area, and he wasn't on the treadmill that I saw him on earlier. I was very confused. But I finally found him, still walking, about six or seven treadmills further down than he had been before. That would have put him behind into the left of me while I was on the bike, and that's not where he had been. I thought maybe the original treadmill had not been working, and that he had to change to a different one, but when I asked him, he swears he never moved. 
I know for a fact that I saw him over my right shoulder because the treadmill that I originally saw him on was near a support pillar in the middle of the gym, but the one I found him on was close to the wall. If he'd been kidding me about moving, he would have just told me, but he was adamant that he had stayed on that same treadmill the whole time. This happened a few hours ago, while my wife was getting ready for bed. A little preface explaining why this knife was where it was. My wife has anxiety and trouble taking pills, so her or I usually cut her anxiety meds in half so she can take them. A couple of nights ago, I cut it up on the nightstand and stuck it with a sheath in the top drawer. This is an approximately 8-inch chef's knife, sitting in a drawer that's maybe 2 inches longer than that. Tonight, I went to do the same thing. I opened the drawer, and it wasn't there. I moved some of the random things in and around, but could not find it. I figured I was misremembering where I put it, so I checked the bottom drawer. Not there either. I opened the top drawer once again, and it was sitting right in the middle on top of everything. This kind of freaked me out, and gave me full body chills. There's no way that I just would not have seen it sitting right there. My wife was watching as I looked through initially, and was equally as spooked when it just popped up. We tried to figure out a way that I could have missed it, and the only thing we could come up with that makes even a little bit of sense, was that it got caught on the top lip of the stand. However, if that were the case, it would have either stopped the drawer from opening or fallen into the bottom drawer. Even if there was some wild way that it got stuck up there, there's a tin that it would have fallen on that we definitely would have heard. And that's it. Neither of us have ever experienced any glitches or anything unexplainable before this. Okay, so this happened a few years ago, but I remember it like it was yesterday. I was in my art class, and we were to discuss the composition of some pictures— the teacher told us that she had printed the photos on pretty expensive photo paper, at her own expense, so she asked us not to lose them. Printing new photos for every class would be very expensive. She also said that every photo was different, and that she knew who had which photo, so we wouldn't get away with losing them, because she was tired of spending her own money on them. Then, she came around and gave us our photos. Naturally, I was careful not to lose mine, though, when I turned around to look at another student's photo, a breeze blew through the window and I saw my photo fall off my table. I instantly turned back and tried to grab it, but it fell, slided between my backpack and my jacket, which was right next to my backpack. When I lifted it to pick up the photo... I couldn't find it. 
So I searched around my backpack and on the floor, but the photo was gone. I thought to myself that I was in trouble now. The teacher didn't like me anyways, and the participation in the art class was a big part of our grade. And mine wasn't the best, so that could be the nail in the coffin. When the teacher came around again, I wanted to tell her that I accidentally lost her photo, but before I could say anything, she handed me the exact same picture that I had lost like 20 seconds prior. To this day, I have no clue what happened. I was obviously not intoxicated, delusional, or anything like that. I do hope you liked my story, and are as confused as I am. So, this happened a while ago, but I'll always remember it clear as day. My mom had just bought a bag of oranges. Not clementines. The big, normal oranges. I love oranges, so I ate one. And then another, and then a third. I ate them at the kitchen table, and the bowl was on the kitchen counter, so I had to keep getting up and walking over when I wanted another one. Then I had a fourth. While I was getting the fourth, I was debating getting a fifth. I know, that's a lot of oranges. I was pubescent and hungry, so leave me alone. But I decided, nah, I couldn't possibly want to eat five oranges. Fast forward, I finished eating the fourth orange and realized I did want a fifth. Being a lazy person, I didn't want to get up and walk all the way, ten feet, to get another orange. So I sat there, bored and annoyed. I called out for my mom and my sister, and maybe one of them would get me an orange. <laughs> they either didn't hear me from the other room, or decided that I didn't need their help, so they didn't come. As I'm deep in thought, I reach out on the table and pick up another orange and peel it. It's not until I'm done peeling the orange that I realize I didn't get up to get another orange. I go, what the... And I eat the orange. Duh. I asked my mom and sister. I didn't see either of them enter the kitchen during this time, and they swear they didn't. There were no oranges sitting at the table. So, <laughs> there you have it, folks. My one-day superpower of conjuring an orange out of nothing. This is probably one of the strangest things that has ever happened to me. So, starting about six years ago, I always had a song in my head. I like to compose music and sing random tunes when I'm at home. Anyway, there was one random tune that I just could not get out of my head. I would sing it on and off at least once a week for at least two years. I knew this song by heart, but never actually got around to creating it, because I couldn't think of a chorus or anything else to add. Usually, I immediately forget the random tunes I sing and then never sing them again. But for some reason, 
I could not drop this tune. It was by no means my favorite, or even an amazing tune. Honestly, it was pretty average. Fast forward a few years, and my favorite band, Jeff Rosenstock, comes out with a single. It's extremely rare for him to drop a single song out of nowhere, and he posted this one on his site, out of the blue. I was really excited and started listening to it. As I'm hearing it, I realize it has the exact same notes as the song that's been in my head for years. I then whistle the notes in harmony with him, despite this being a brand new song. The song, by the way, is called Dramamine. It's actually not that great of a song compared to his other work, because you can tell that he could not come up with another part for it, really. It's just like the fact that I couldn't come up with a chorus. Usually, his songs have a lot of variety in them, but this one's comparatively stale. Anyway, I'm posting this, hoping that someone will point out a song that sounds similar, that has existed for a long time, that both Jeff Rosenstock and I got inspiration from. Otherwise, this is the biggest glitch of my life. So that was this week's collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories on the As the Raven Dreams podcast. I hope you enjoyed this collection of glitchy goodness. If you did and would like to listen to more of this, you can always check out the other episodes of the podcast or support the channel further by actually going to my YouTube channel and checking out my videos. Just go to YouTube and search As the Raven Dreams. You can also go to AsTheRavenDreams.com for lots of other good stuff. Ways to get early access, read stories that I've written, submit your own story, and things like that. All that said, friends, thank you very much for listening. I do hope to see you in two weeks on the next Glitch in the Matrix episode. But until then, sleep well. <laughs>